I'm Jordan Miller, and this is the Live Beyond Average Podcast. All right, dude. Episode 93 of the Live Beyond Average Podcast. Couldn't be a hundred, huh? Couldn't quite be a hundred, bro. Actually, for the true fans, we're at like, this is technically 96. There's three episodes way back in there that aren't labeled. Mm -hmm. So, you're close to a hundred. But we are here today with Greg Vandenberg. He is a committee member for 2% for Conservation. He's also a paramedic for Sanford Air Med here in Sioux Falls. Avid outdoorsman. And uh, I've met him recently. I actually randomly... Uh, watched a takeover he did for the Goat Alliance out in mm-hmm. the Black Hills. And so it's kind of funny how the world kind of connects. He has some friends that live like two blocks from me. And so just kind of crazy. Happy to have him on the show today. Greg, tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, like some of your, like I love the background of like how guys got started hunting yeah. and their mindsets and that live beyond well, average mindset a little bit. Yeah. Well, mine's a little bit different. Um, so... Growing up, both my parents were teachers, so we would have summers off, and we would hit the national parks, national forests, everything hard in the summer times. Yeah. So that's where really a lot of my outdoor uh, love kind of came from. Sure. And then my grandpa also had a fishing boat that we'd go, I I grew up in Bozeman, Montana, actually. Oh, nice. Okay. (laughs) So So, you should have started with that. that. (laughs) I grew up in Bozeman. Okay. Well, see, now now it's harder for you to ask me why I left. (laughs) Exactly. But, because everybody asked that. But, um, so we grew up going and fishing uh, trout on one of the lakes. Awesome. And that was kind of the limit of camping, hiking, fishing was kind of the limit. Uh, Left there. Went to college, got involved, uh, met a guy that uh, basically kind of introduced me to pheasant hunting. And okay. I was like, oh, that's, you know, I, I really like this. We'd, we'd, we'd do the back roads of Iowa, you know, yeah. after class. And then I kind of moved into like turkey hunting and started really like that, got more into that. And then just actually literally three years ago, bought a bow and shot my first deer last year. Are you serious? Yes. That's awesome, so, dude. Congrats. So, it, yeah. It, and like, there was just something about it that like moving into it was like, I don't know, I just want to move more and more and more. And I never in a million years when I first started, you know, shooting pheasants, we went and shot some ducks once in a while. Never thought that I would have been shooting a bow and deer hunting, but here That's I am, exciting. I guess. It's so, like the evolution of how you started, yeah. of just being in the national parks. Yeah. To then yeah, get so, your first bow kill, dude. So it's, you know, that's really just kind of where everything, and it's always been a progression of wanting, like, to be involved more and more. So, okay. And I don't know, it's maybe a little bit of an addiction, so to speak. Yeah. But, but a good one, at least, a healthy one. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly, exactly. So what, like, you went from the pheasants to the turkey, what pushed you to even go, like, was it just bird to bird, or was it just an option, hey, there's nothing to do in the spring uh, right now, I want to go do, yeah. what happened, how'd that happen? I think it just interests me more than anything. Like, there okay. was something about it that, you know, of course you see the old you know, Drury Outdoors and all oh, that. Oh, yeah, of course. The old Primos move yep. shows about turkey hunting, and it's like, yeah, I want to do that. And sure. so, so that's kind of what uh, what drew me into it, and I started and failed miserably for a long time. But now, oh, yeah. I've, now I've got it a little bit more <laughs> figured out. Nice. Not all the way, but figured out. So we just yeah. I just got one up by uh, up northeast South Dakota this spring, so that was fun. Awesome. Went with a friend, so we had a blast doing it. It's just, you know, that's, that's actually, honestly, the best part about it. I always tell my wife that I just come back 
feeling so much better because I've been out with a friend or even just by myself. It's just enjoying it, being out and like living life. A hundred, dude, and I a hundred percent agree with that. Like, I love the whole mindset, like guys who can go out and solo hunt and do that. Like every mm -hmm. once in a while, I have this weird pull to like, I just want to go out for a day and help yeah. myself and be alone. But then I sit back and think, I'm like, I, I really, I really enjoy going out. And my brother films all my stuff. Like mm -hmm. my time that I have, where me and my brother are just out documenting, yeah. and like, yeah. I wouldn't want to do any of that without him. Like if he <laughs> told me tomorrow that he's like, dude, I'm done filming you, man. Like, not doing it. I don't like. I would still obviously go out on all the adventures I still want to do, but my I think my total enjoyment of the whole thing would be different just because I love having like doing it yeah. with him, you know, and have our co-host Matt like love hunting with him, like love yeah. the hunt or two a year I get to do with my dad or my yeah. wife, like yeah. sharing it with. I'm not a huge big group guy, but like I love going out with a yeah. person and like you said, like that enjoyment, just being mm -hmm. out with a friend is it's yeah. special, man. Yeah, it's. That's really what it's all about. And that's really what drives, I think, people to get into it more and more. And just even all the different ways you can get involved in hunting yeah. outdoors and even hiking, mountain biking, whatever. Just the camaraderie and just getting kind of drawn into it. Yeah. So, so your buddy in college is one who kind of got you up to do the pheasant thing, right? Yep. Yeah. And so then how did, so then you, you, you've evolved into some turkey. Who got you then into trying out like grabbing a bow and deer hunting was it another buddy uh myself you just like <laughs> just, you just saw yeah, just it and wanted to do yeah, it yeah i don't nice. i think it just i had you know i had never really you know i'd done a little bit of hunting in high school like with okay. some friends just yeah. very minimally just okay. kind of go out you know it's pretty out in montana it's pretty easy to get over the counter tags and go out and yeah i had the fortune of knowing uh, a lot of farmers so they knew farmers who had you know lots of land so i was able to go out every once in a while but there was something about uh, just grabbing a bow, the idea of grabbing a bow and going, whether it be in a tree stand or however I did it, just going out and kind of facing the challenge almost. You For know? sure. So For sure. So you went a couple seasons yeah, of, of so. tag soup yeah. and then and <laughs> yeah, then got yeah. your first one, right? Yep. yep. So yeah, last year. So you that did was better than me. Dude, it's like, I, I started like shooting a bow when I was like five. My dad uh -huh. got me my first bow. And of course, in South Dakota, you can start hunting yeah. pretty early, in early teens. And I didn't kill my first deer with a bow until my freshman year of college. Mm -hmm. So I went from, yeah, from 14, 13, 14 to 19. <laughs> like four or five seasons of like yeah, that was just humbling fear. misses. Yeah. Like I always had opportunity every year. I just cannot hit anything. Man. It was yeah, like, I was air well, I call it Air Jordan for a reason. Yeah. Arrow's always over the back. Yeah. Well, like I had said, I'm going up to Northwest South Dakota, and that's my... Yeah. I'm just going to... I i wouldn't say it's a fear, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to... I'm probably going to have an opportunity of sorts, but it'll probably... I don't know. I'll probably come home empty-handed, but it's okay, because it kind of goes back to like what we are talking about, that it's just is about the the whole experience, really. It's you know, first time hunting mule deer? Yes. Yeah. Nice. Well, I guess technically, because there's a lot of mule deer where I... When I went and... Uh, in Montana. In high school, yeah. yeah. But so tech officially, yeah. We'll call it first time. So. First time technically with a bow. Yes. Yes, okay, absolutely nice. first time with a bow. Dude, are you have you been like steadying it up? Have you been like getting tactics? What have you been doing to prep for this? Because you're leaving next week, right? You said? Yeah. Um, you know, just a lot of like kind of uh looking at maps, you know, okay. aerial sort of stuff. Um, then just kind of I, I had two years ago I went out uh, by Platt. And yeah. did a little bit kind of around that area. And 
I wouldn't say got schooled, but learned a little bit about like, okay, right. there's, you know, there's kind of a just different, different approach to it. Whereas like the stocking and that sort of stuff. So that's kind of where I'm basically kind of what I'm going off of, you know, just we'll see how it goes. That's you know, awesome. I've, you know, I had a lot of time, uh, like you'd mentioned with the mountain goat thing, had a lot of time, like learning how to sit and watch, you know, in yes. class and that sort of stuff. So I've such a I've, key aspect. Of yeah. Hunting. I've had a chance to do that. So I'll probably do a, that's kind of the going to be my approach is just go out find a good area and hang out for at least the evening yep. and then get a game plan for the morning and we'll go, we'll see you from there, you know? Yeah. I, I would say like my biggest tip would be, yeah, especially on those mornings is like get out early, get up somewhere where you can glass, watch the deer, yeah. try to put one, you know, where they're going in to go to bed, see yeah. if they're in a good stock, we'll position, make a good game plan and yeah. slide in, man. Yeah. That's kind of what that's, and that's kind of how we, it played out when I was over uh, by Platt too, you know, mm -hmm. it just, we were just basically kind of milling around and all of a sudden we found one and we tried to circle around and he darted off. He, I, I don't think we necessarily bumped him, but he just kind of got up and left. So yeah. but it was, it was a learning experience. That was for sure. That's awesome. Dude. I'm pumped. <laughs> so you said you, you got started with pheasant hunting. Are mm -hmm. you doing some pheasant season in South Dakota opens this weekend? Are you doing anything this year? You no, want out? Oddly hunting? enough, I've kind of gone away from that. Like me too. So. Dude, me too. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more, it's just opportunity is tough. Sure. You know, in this larger area. So, and then jobs, all that, you know. It, right. To be able, like in college, to be able to be done with class and hop in a vehicle. Yes. And go out and you can kind of spend some time and find those little honey holes that nobody's at. Yep. You know, now it's, you know, kids and work and so. Oh, yeah. So it. 100% agree. Not to say that it's tough to go pheasant hunting, but it just makes it a little bit more challenging. So I just haven't spent as much time, you know, like with deer hunting. I can dedicate my Saturday say like, all right, I'm getting up. And yes. Go sit in the tree stand, and then that's kind of my day. You yep, know, that's so. that. You know exactly where you're gonna be. Yeah. And in, uh, I think with deer hunting too, it's like you can dedicate days time off away from work where you're like, yeah, you, you feel like you're really getting a lot out of those <laughs> yes, days yeah, off, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I feel. I yeah. I grew up, you know, jumping out and pheasant hunting and grouse hunting like mad every yeah. day, and it's just funny. Like I may be getting a, an afternoon a year yeah. where I'm like, hey, let's just grab the shotguns really quick to say we did it we live in south dakota we probably should yeah but it doesn't excite me as much as like yeah. going out and in big game hunting I yeah guess. i think there's just uh the anticipation of the big game hunting is yeah. really neat now if my son had any say in it though he'd make me do it every day because he loves pheasant tacos so, <laughs> so you got a good recipe so, for that i just standard old uh, brown up the pheasant and yep. some taco seasoning and they just he's good to go he loves tacos so. nice good for him. we're taco I, fans around here yeah. so. <laughs> so i uh some of the volunteering i do uh yeah the wild turkey federation puts on a roost they call it the rooster roundup which okay. is a hunt for disabled people uh, folks sure that have a you know they're they're say in a wheelchair and it'd be challenging to get out in a field and do pheasant hunting yeah so there's a great place up by Flandreau that donates all the land and time and guides and so I get to bring home some pheasants so that kind of tides them over nice so but that's 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 probably more rewarding than me going out and pheasant hunting is helping guys like that go hunting that's you know? awesome so, how old is your so, son now he is eight I think you might have some pheasant hunting in your future oh yeah yeah we'll probably, sure. will. we'll probably will uh, we'll uh I'm sure he'll be on board with that. Yeah, you got to get him out for that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you got the archer deer coming up next week. Probably not any, probably, do you have any rifle tags this year? No, I actually applied for the rifle tag out there, but I didn't get it, obviously. Oh, I, that's I a hard it's, one it's to draw. It's taken, uh, 
guy I talked to, he says, I, yeah, I think it's up to about six years now. It was around kind of the... There's some guys with over 10, I think, that didn't draw this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. so, long so he's, that was kind of his thoughts on it. So, I don't know. I figure I'll go up there and see what it's all about. And Yeah, dude, that's but, a nice thing about having the bow. Yeah, yeah I went... Uh, one of the things I had done, though, just recently, I went antelope hunting. Uh, nice. A couple, two years ago, by myself, just kind of yeah. tried it out, and that was a blast. I... I kind of the way this fall worked out, I didn't have a chance. I was like, yeah, I better not do it, but I definitely want to go do that again. That's a lot of fun. That's I love that. That's kind of it's kind of the easy going sort of. Like you it's don't not have as, to scout to have success. Yeah, you can go out and spend a weekend and. And I found myself getting you know kind of that mindset of like I get up and hit it hard, and I was like, you know, you can actually kind of you can get up and you can go find a good spot to sit while yeah. the sun's coming up. You don't have to like worry about getting in there and where's the wind you know you can kind of just find a spot and yep. go from there so yep. and you can just hike around like you don't like your area you just yeah i want to hike over that little area over there and you yep. can hike and watch and glass and yeah. you find something a little ways away you can move in a little closer yeah. like it is a fun it's just a different feel than deer hunting completely yeah, absolutely yeah. you know so dude that's fun i'm glad you made it here to south dakota how many years in south dakota have you been then so we have been here i think it's it'll be about nine years now okay which nice. i absolutely like the opportunities out here Regard for outdoors are just phenomenal. So yeah. that's one of the great parts about living here. So that's cool, man. That's yeah. really cool. And so, okay, paramedic. Yep. Obviously, that's gonna keep you insanely busy. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine. Yeah. <laughs> can't imagine. Um, but tell me a little bit about like the two percent for conservation, yeah. then, and kind of what you're doing with that. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about it. I'm. I obviously know about it because I've heard it's. It's been growing, definitely popular yes. the last couple of years. Yeah. And yeah. as an outdoorsman, you start seeing the logo around. Mm -hmm. You see other companies that are partnering that are being part of it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely haven't sat down and like yeah. studied it. Yeah. So I'd like to hear about it. So I think so. I think a good place to start with that actually is to talk just really quickly about other organizations because okay. really because our the executive director for Two Percent for Conservation, uh, I mentioned to you the other day that he kind of puts it as Two Percent is a isn't the main course it's a it's a kind of a seasoning or a okay and you know it's an appetizer you know it kind of it's part there but really the bulk of it really truly is the organizations that are out there right now so I'll, so for myself i work with do some stuff with the uh, wild turkey federation in sioux falls okay um I'm, I'm i'm the banquet chairman which keeps me a little bit busy in the fall you're a busy but, guy yeah <laughs> um then we have our banquet in the spring so that's you know that's you know, that is a lot more kind of drawing in dollars and the Wild Turkey Federation does a lot of good work here in South Dakota. You know, they just gave, I believe it was right around $12,000 nice. to some habitat and some, and actually like three different trap teams. That's cool. So, and I think one of them, or all of them are right local in the Sioux Falls area. So, yeah. Um, so that's a kind of a, for myself, not to say that Wild Turkey Federation is only that. It's more of a dollars kind of thing. Okay. Um, and then I a couple of years ago, I got uh, I was listening to a podcast and heard about the Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance, which they started out in Montana, but they actually do a help with a goat survey in South Dakota in yes. the Black Hills. Yes. Which a lot of people are surprised to hear that there's goats in the Black Hills, which that's a whole interesting story too. How they they actually were brought to be in a zoo and then they escaped and now yeah. here we are. So and now if you go to Mount Rushmore and you're lucky, you <laughs> yeah. might see one. They're in the parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> in the dandelion. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But uh, so that was and actually that really fed my like I want to do something. There was something. There was okay. something when I started hunting. It's like I want to do something. 
and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go out. And it's a lot of fun. Even if you don't hunt, if you just love to be outdoors and watch wildlife, it's awesome. Like, yeah. it's so much fun to go watch them. And so you go up and you show and you kind of help with the survey. And the cool part in South Dakota is the management plan actually includes this survey as part of it. So okay. you're really part of what's going on with wildlife. Yeah. Like so that's... so that's First person hands-on. Yeah, it's really hands-on. And it's just a lot... And it's a super laid-back atmosphere. I've met a lot of cool people who, nice. um, who I stay in touch with every once in a while throughout the year. But... And so that kind of led me up to 2% for conservation, which the, the kind of the mission of 2% is to create an alliance of businesses and individuals that are going to ensure hunt, that hunting and fishing continues by giving their time and money to uh, fish and wildlife conservation. So basically, the, there's kind of two different arms of it. One arm is the business end of it. The business end of it basically certifies businesses and it is a way to kind of recognize these businesses that are giving back money and time. Mm -hmm. And then the other side of it is the individuals. So it's the same thing. You're giving money and you're giving time. Right. So with the businesses, you know, there's kind of a, there's a little bit more of an official process of, you know, showing that you do give your money to organizations um, that are uh, conservation minded. It doesn't have to be, say like an elk foundation, if it's a local stream, kind of, you know, they, like they're trying to protect a waterway. That's, that's totally, that's totally doable. Like the point of it is to uh, further conservation through kind of part, private partnerships. Okay. Um, and then on, on top of that, then they also want to throw in the piece of donating your time, your, your time back too, because really that's really where it boils down to. Because, you know, if you look at it, the, if you just Google the GFMP South Dakota budget, yeah. you see there's, there's a shortfall there with the tags and, you know, a lot, you know, it's not just enough to go out and buy a tag. We kind of have to step up and give our time and money. So then individuals is the same thing. You give money, um, you know, the, the 2% comes from 1% money, 1% time. Yeah. And individuals is the same thing. It's a little bit more honor system. Uh, you know, it's kind of hard to say that, oh, here's my tax return. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. So, but the, uh, the, uh, standing, uh, statement as you will is uh, if you uh, if you lie about it you'll get Lyme disease and you'll never catch, <laughs> never, never catch fish again <laughs> right. yep. so, good luck so, ever killing that nice deer you want so, so that's kind of the standing uh, statement about that sure but, but uh, <laughs> so that's really where the bulk of like what two percent is all about and really it's kind of it started to be really show that where it's for, it's gotten grown is as being a lifestyle you know of giving back and giving your time, you know, going and doing uh, a lake shore cleanup with the backcountry hunters and anglers up in Sioux Falls. They do a couple of those every once in a while, even in other, not just in Sioux Falls, um, in South Dakota, um, helping out with a banquet, cleaning up Big Sioux River downtown Sioux Falls. You know, that's it's that's what it's about. It's about uh, businesses getting recognized um, for the work that they do, mm -hmm. and then kind of get and then you know there, there's this thing called you know they like to talk about the loop where if they give back and then you get by from them because you recognize that they're giving back and that's what you care about too it kind of this big loop where it's just we're going to further ourselves you know if you think about right, it right. there's just that report that there was 47 million dollars in uh outdoor economy and our 4.7 billion i'm sorry yeah yep in outdoor economy i just think if 
one percent of that like went back and then also one percent of all the other stuff not just the, you know all these other businesses because you don't have to be a, a outdoor uh, supplier you know there's breweries that are certified there's coffee companies there's uh, nutrition companies there you right. know so it doesn't have to be just an outdoor thing because it's all about caring about the outdoors not necessarily that you directly work with them but you care about them and you want them to continue right you care about just nature in general yeah and uh, I think that's one thing that's always forgotten in a lot of this for, too is just the fact of conservation and nature and all that stuff has to go goes all the way back to just like enjoying a national forest, enjoying yeah. a national yeah. park, like all those things. Like if you love camping, like you're not really into hunting, but you love hiking or you love yeah. camping, like that all ties into the same yeah. thing. And, and you know, and there it's, that that's almost even more, a little bit more important because there's not as many funding avenues for actual conservation work for fish, wildlife, and even habitat in the camping space. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but there's not as much as, you know, hunting has tags, excise taxes. Right. Uh, a lot of the organizations that give back are um, hunting related. You know, yes. I mean, if you Google uh, conservation org, I probably the first hundred of them are all like more hunting related. So, right. but yeah, just enjoying the outdoors. It's, it's just as important, you know, so. That's really interesting. I, I didn't really know the whole avenue yeah. about that and like obviously like even your shirt says like time plus money yeah equals fish and wildlife yeah yeah and so it's just i've never sat back to actually look at it. like <laughs> definitely seen the logo yeah and seen it but it's just one of those things like digging a little deeper into yeah. it and, yeah and uh, i do want to circle back to okay. like your the goat alliance stuff like okay. how yeah. that kind of like triggered back and how you like wanted to get involved more like because i've followed along i always follow along like the recent the because they do a ton on instagram stuff mm -hmm. like that during when they're out there surveying and uh, people are posting about it and I've totally like want to get out there and do it sometime this spring. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to come out this spring with you and uh, I'm dead serious because yeah. it's cool and I'm going to draw that tag next year. So course, it's going to be a pre-scouting mission. Obviously. And, <laughs> it's like, well, you'll have my phone number to help pack it out. <laughs> yeah. That's a standing order. If you go to the survey, <laughs> survey, you have to kind of agree that like you're going to help pack it out. <laughs> not yes. that it's not that a lot of the areas they're in there that hard to pack out, but it's just the experience again. Oh. Uh, just being able to go and do it is just be awesome. And the thing is, is like people don't realize like we will not ever draw that tag. Like if yeah. you think about it, like there's <laughs> one or two tags a year. There's two. So yeah, yeah. and yeah. so yeah, which is awesome because it was doubled from you know like yeah. And so like think about this over the next forty years of my life, I'm thirty one. So mm -hmm. when I am seventy one, there there will be hopefully six you know yeah. maybe sixty tags given. I mean, maybe the herd does well, and there's three tags yeah. one year. Maybe it actually goes absent, there's one. So let's hope there's 60 tags yeah, over the next nice. four years. But there is we'll 8,000 people applying for those <laughs> yeah. 60 yeah. tags. So it's like, yeah. yeah, you always think about like, oh, no, one day I'll draw that. In reality, it's like, you know, it's a good chance you won't, but it is a risk I will put in for <laughs> yeah. and apply for yeah, every I, single I, year. I make my yearly donation, exactly. as I call it. So. Exactly. But it's yeah. a yearly donation with a small chance of... Something really super cool, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah, I want to hear more about yeah. uh, just the day out, you know, the weekend out. Absolutely. Doing that. So um, typically in um, South Dakota, we start on a Friday morning. Okay. So a lot of people show up on Thursday. Typically I'll take it. What's kind of nice about living over here, it doesn't, it, 
you don't have to leave right away in the morning. You can leave after work and you get a little get there a little late. Yeah, but it's not you're bad. there. Yeah. So um, Friday morning, you kind of get a little bit of briefing. A lot of times, there's um, biologists involved. Like I said, you know, that's part of the management plan for South Dakota. So, um, so you kind of get a briefing from them. With mountain goats, the big thing is identification of uh, male versus female. So, yes. we, so they talk about that a little bit. Uh, then you kind of formulate a game plan. The the whole Southern Hills area where they're at is kind of divided into uh, zones. Okay. And you break up into teams and you head out. You know, most some of us nice. who've been out there will be able to walk right to where they are. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's still a lot of fun, and I've just learned a ton about watching big game like that in general. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, so you go out and then you have a log sheet where you log, um, time of day where you're at, um, male or female, um, are, they, are they, uh, maybe unidentifiable, which a lot of times you get those cause you're just kind of far away and it's really it's hard tough. to see. Yeah. So, and then kids, um, okay. uh, is, is there young with them? And that's basically, you kind of spend your day doing that. You spend all day out and then, uh, you come back have barbecue with everybody, nice. go to bed, wake up, and do it all over again on Saturday. Uh, some people do it on Sunday morning. Some people use that as time to get Travel home. Back. But you typically Friday and Saturday okay. or is uh, how it works. Nice. So, and I actually I did another one of those uh, in the Bridger Mountains outside of Bozeman this summer. Ooh, so nice. um, that was kind of a, a bucket list for me. I grew up skiing in the Bridgers, so, yeah. uh, so it was really fun to do that. It's similar setup. Go out, observe, log. You know, it's just kind of, like I said, it's just kind of cool to be part of as, as somebody who doesn't work for game and fish or, um, BLM or whatever. Yeah. It, it's just hard to not like you, sometimes you don't feel like you're actually involved in it. You know, mm -hmm. I pay my, I pay my dues, so to speak. And right. But so it's kind of fun to do that. Well, and what a great way, like you said, to get involved, to learn some things. Yeah. And as we know, whether you want to admit it or not, life is very heavily dependent on networking. Oh, yeah. And so it's a great way to meet people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's a, I mean, you're trying to get involved in the outdoors or learn how to hunt or yeah. anything. Like, what a great way to go meet some people that are probably going to be more than happy yeah. to give you some tips or to help you or to plan a trip with <laughs> yeah. you. Like, it's a great opportunity and yeah. one that's fun because you're actually out in it. Yeah. Like, yeah it's, I, it's, I want to do it's that. It's a blast. Yeah, it, it, you should definitely try and make it next this spring. Um, you know, typically um, it's been a yearly thing you know i haven't heard much about it yet but typically they try and do it every year so i'm i just plan on doing it every year is kind yeah. of how i approach it <laughs> yeah of course so what i don't know maybe you can't answer this like what are the total like that you guys counted that weekend what was the total number um do you remember off the top of my head i think i can't remember the exact number sure but the number based on the equation that we came up with based on the equation stands firm with that uh, 150 to 200 range nice. that, they're, that they the plan that they're trying to that they're they want it to fit into and they kind of want to manage it at that level yes. you know because the there's there's only so many places in the hills that they that they'll they're sustainable right a lot and a lot of it has to do with the trees so with mountain goats you know they really depend on that that zone from like say rocks trees kind of that meadow zone when mm -hmm. you're up in the mountains they depend on that and there's only so much of that because of the elevation right so so that's kind of the range they want but yeah the the number we came up with played right into that that equation of okay we do have x amount of you know 150 to 200 range they're at where, an adequate number yeah, and yep they're happy with that awesome um, that's good that. news yeah that's yeah they're they're healthy they haven't had any you know initially they actually and interestingly enough when they first the very first survey they found a goat with 
some sort of um, or some disease it had, and I'm not sure it's, if they they noticed it on the mouth or something. It was I can't remember exactly how it all played out, but okay. it was it was kind of cool because they picked up something that the uh, biologist hadn't really seen yet. You know, it's spring, so they hadn't really seen them over the winter, and so mm-hmm. so you kind of get involved in that way too. So yeah, you're watching for you're watching for any type of data information oh, yeah. you can get back. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome, man. I'm glad. That, we got to talk about that. That's something I've been curious about for yeah, a couple of years. It's a lot so. of fun. So. That's cool. Well, let's d- jump, kind of switch gears a little bit. Obviously, like, what you do totally falls into, and that's why you're here, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, hey, we call this the Live Beyond Average podcast yeah. for a reason. Like, it, it's not something that we just talk about hunting on the show. It's yeah. not something we just talk about working out on the show or nutrition. It's very broad. And so that, that's what makes it kind of fun. Yeah. Um, but what are like, what does living beyond average like really just mean to you? Like, and how how do you feel like you apply it in your life? I think, you know, kind of like I talked about, it goes back to like I said, there was just this this urge to, you know, I think everybody has it, and whether they act on it or not is, sure. is another topic. Right. But I think everybody has it where they want to do more. You know, they have something they care about and they want to work on it. You know, and that's what what drew me into two percent for conservation. You know, is it's some, you know, that, you know, honestly, that's a first step is what do you care about? And that's kind of where you go from there. So, you know, how you apply your time and your money, but that's really, but you know, living beyond average is just kind of putting an extra effort into it and going back again to like we talked about with just buying hunting tags, you know, is that really pushing yourself to really make sure that the thing you truly love keeps going? You know, and you can apply that statement to anything. You can apply it to family. You can apply it to your nutrition. You know, you know, being a better husband, dad, father. Yeah, you you have to apply. You know, you have to push yourself a little bit. So, yeah, exactly, exactly. I love it, man. It's really cool. Like, so what? If somebody wants to get involved in anything that you talked about Mm -hmm. today, like reaching out to you, obviously, would be a great avenue. Uh, They can always reach out to me too if you're having trouble finding. Your information, but what's some of your information maybe that they could reach out to you? Um, well, probably the best or? way is to go to fishandwildlife.org. That's 2% for Conservation's website. Okay. There's a section called, uh, I think it's committee members or regional committee. Um, I'm on there. Just uh, you'll, I think if you go to either the western or the central United States, sure. I'm on both of them. I don't okay. know why exactly, but yeah. I am. Yep. Nice. Double the importance. <laughs> double, double, double the uh, <laughs> visual, or being visual. Um my email's on there, so you can uh, get that. Um, if you see anything I, I have done on Instagram, whatever, feel free to message me. It's yeah, what's fine. your Instagram handle? Uh, G Vandenberg, nineteen eighty. Okay, so that's kind of long. Yep. So Greg Vandenberg, name. G Vandenberg, nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Sweet. So, um, and then, really, to, you know, to be honest, I think the biggest takeaway I talk, I quick uh, texted our director uh, over. In, he the it's based in Montana, also. Yeah texted him and said like what like is there anything specific and he said you know there's a couple things is you know it it doesn't have to be uh like we talked about it doesn't have to be just like an outdoor thing it can be a brewery a coffee shop whatever right the the third thing which i uh, haven't really mentioned but is really important is if you want to be involved great make the commitment and then let us know we'll help you get started if you honestly don't know how to get started we'll our the Jared is his name. Jared over in Montana will help you get going. Um, I can at least steer you in the right direction, even of who to talk to. How do you, you know, 
where do you even, you, you know, you want to donate some money to a cause. I'm sure I can come up with something. You know, there's always right. something out there. Right. You know, so. And I mean, then if I, you don't have money, like, yeah, the time and then there's, the is... time is just as important, you know. So as a business, if you're interested in it, that's really, you know, just commit to it and we'll help you with that. As an individual, just commit to it and we'll help you with it. That's really, you know, like kind of like living beyond average too, <laughs> you know, just commit to it yep. and then you'll get there, you yep. know. Exactly. So, exactly. And it doesn't mean that. There's going to be days where you're like, yeah. oh, dude, like I don't have time for this. But <laughs> you just, when you, when you make that commitment, you just, you figure it out and you, yeah. and you, it's like working out or sticking to a healthy lifestyle. You just start doing it and yeah. you just do it over and over and over again. And it's just part of your day. And it's, 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 a, turns into that mindset, the live beyond average mindset. It's the same thing with the, you know, committing some time and some money towards things that you're passionate about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so much of us and so much of our listeners obviously have a, a massive, um, interest and love and compassion for the outdoors, mm -hmm. whether it's conservation, whether it's camping, like it all ties into each other and they all feed off of each other. So it's a, yeah. you know, it's a way for, for people to, to connect and reconnect yeah. and give back. Like yeah. you said. Yeah. And then like I just said earlier, uh, earlier, you know, really it's, it's not necessarily about being a 2% member necessarily. Well, obviously we want you to be involved with us sure because that helps grow um the lifestyle but really it does boil down to just getting involved locally you know there's so many things out there that you could get involved with uh going and you know and you think about like we talked about camping in the black hills yeah you can easily do that you know go help with the cleanup i know they just did a cleanup along the big zoo in downtown you know yep. maybe you have a saturday afternoon where you can just walk the banks and clean up you know that's really all it takes like you go hit up lake alvin and you yeah pick up some trash yeah like, that's really all it takes right you know because dude you think about you think about the number of people in south dakota who you know south dakota's a small population state mm -hmm. but still the number of people who apply for deer tags every year yeah. or buy a hunting license like if that if if half of those people yeah spent a weekend a year yeah there was or two you know two saturdays a year just going out and doing a couple of these things yeah, like wow massive impact yeah, there was, you know, just kind of looking at some things in case it came up, there was almost $28 million in tag fees alone last year. So just think if you kicked in a little bit of extra money, you know, you know, think how many things you buy, you're all you new gear every year. Yeah. Maybe, maybe don't, maybe make those socks last another season and sure kick a little bit money to an organization or something, you know, that's really yeah. all it takes is it, it's not, it doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. Sure. You know, it's really... And that's really what actually kind of drew me into it too, is just having fun and doing something interesting and something you love. So. Right. And giving back all at the same time, yes. which is pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> and it's, I think it's way less intimidating for people to jump into something like that Yeah. versus, because dude, everybody is tight with their money mm -hmm. and everybody's budgeting. Everybody's trying to be, you know, like a majority of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We're, we're yeah. budgeting. We're being careful with our dollar spent. And the other thing too is, is. We like, and this is how I am. I've, I've always been slow to join groups, federations, just because of the fact of, I want to know exactly where my money goes. Yeah, I've absolutely. always been very weird like that. And I, yeah. I get, probably get that from my dad. Like, you know, <laughs> like we just like it, I'm, we're totally want to give back and give yeah. money. We're just always been very careful. And like, yeah, who are yeah. we going to support? Uh, where's that money actually going? What's it doing? Mm. Is it, is it actually making positive impacts yeah. on things that we love. Yeah, and a great resource for that is right now on the 2% website, um, 
there's a podcast that the director did with a guy out of Wyoming that okay. talks specifically about that. Awesome. How you pick, um, how you pick a organization and then kind of vet them almost so yeah, that you're, perfect. you're getting what you want out of it because it like really, like I said, the first, one of the first steps is just finding something that you really care about and then you want it to your time and money to go towards something that that you do care about so yeah you want you want maximal feedback from right. those efforts given yes. you know like that's just part of it i think we all care about mm-hmm. that stuff just, yeah. us midwest people are <laughs> we, yeah maybe we're a little different like we're, that we're a little res- more reserved and yeah <laughs> that's awesome dude dude anything else you want to cover today man anything else you want to talk about that's in your mind i'm open we were talking about chickens and possums. We were talking about chickens and possums upstairs before we started. Like talking about living back here with a little open back where he lived. And I told him I was jealous of his that he had some chickens back home. Yeah. No goats though. No goats. No goats. Just, just a few. Yeah. Chickens. If any city people are listening, no goats. There's no goats, and we're not over the city limit of four dogs. No, I, you know, no. I just really appreciate let me come on and talk about this. You know, this. Like you had said, 2% is a fairly new organization, so I'm about three years old, and it's great to have the chance to talk about it. I hope that people get interested and yeah. you know, reach out to me. And like you know, like you said, if they want to reach out to you, that's totally cool. I'm sure I'll get you. Can yeah, get, I can direct anybody yeah, back. Yeah. So. so, I don't know. I just just really encourage people to think about what they're taking out of you know the outdoors as far as enjoyment and animals, and then you know maybe just give them back a little bit. It doesn't like I said, it doesn't have to be a lot. Right. You know, just 1%. Just 1%. Exactly. Or 2%, actually. 2% total, 1% yeah. time, 1% money, right? I actually didn't know that that was the combination of 2% either. Oh, okay. Like, I thought, yeah. if you, I would have had a quiz and it said, what did 2% mean? I would have put 2%, like, dollar, like I would have put dollars with it. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. it's just some great education. Yeah, that was that was a real, the, the, the guy who kind of started it, his name is Jeff Sposito. Okay. He, that was a big part of really, he felt strongly about recognizing the volunteer part of it so yeah awesome it's different yeah i think that's why it's I'm, di- I'm interested yeah. you know what i mean like that's why it interests me it's just mm-hmm. it's different yeah. i think so much of what we do is and our mindset like that is just it's different so i'm attracted to those kind of things yeah. so that's yeah. awesome man <laughs> well i'd love to hear it i really appreciate you spending the time coming down yeah. to my place and yeah. filming the podcast today yeah, and obviously time. meeting a new friend yeah. so yeah that Thanks. excites me too have me on again. We'll talk about chickens. <laughs> Dude, I think I think the possibility we could probably spin off and have a whole new podcast. Backyard chickens. <laughs> Backyard chicken podcast. Actually, you probably need my wife down here because she's a little bit more crazy about it. Yeah, I guess, so. that's awesome, man. I love it. I love, it. and that's the thing. Like, I just cut. We just cut a podcast here last week with one of my co-hosts and like we didn't have a subject at all I'm like dude let's just sit down and just chop yeah. it up you know and sometimes the best podcasts just come from like dude let's just sit down and chat like yeah. so I'd like to do I'd actually really like to do a podcast in the future with like just get a group of like six eight guys and round table and that just like yeah. set the camera up mm-hmm. and just start yeah. chatting it, it probably end up being like a four hours four hour <laughs> podcast but I think it would be awesome yeah. well I think especially yeah. guys that don't know each other yeah, because you get you know you get varying even just like today the varying backgrounds of how we've been in the outdoors. Yes, it's just there's so much to like take away like things something that interests you about how I got started and it interests me you know and like how did you how did you how have you grown you know and yeah. since you've been hunting shooting bows since you were five you know like that's right. that just that's kind of cool so yeah everything's like how we jump into it's totally different yeah and <laughs> each way is awesome yeah you know what I mean like 
yeah, I've been shooting since I was five, had nothing to do with my success in the field. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you picked up a bow, and yeah. a couple years later, you got one. Yeah. Like, it's just funny how, like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's no wrong way to enter. Yeah. Yeah. Just get involved. Yeah, it's just, yeah, just follow what you really are passionate about, really. Exactly. And that's anything in life. Like, yeah. You just got to, don't you know, if there's something you want to go after, you just yeah. got to go after it. Like, we just kicked off Seeker here, you know, yeah. six weeks ago. And uh, it's our, you know, we've always... I sat down with a buddy in 2012, so we worked on running gun all of 2011, launched it in 12, and in 2013, I was sitting at Fitness 19 in Sioux Falls where I was training, and I was working with some design stuff with a buddy, mm-hmm. and he lives out in Rapid City now, and we were talking about, like, we were talking about this, we were talking about the supplement line and wanting yeah. to get it going, and it's like, it's funny, like, you just, at some point, like, you're like, okay, I can either stop thinking about this and not do it, yeah. or you just, you go and do it what you're passionate about and what you want to take a risk on and you gotta you just gotta go for it and yeah. believe in yourself grab the bull by the horns <laughs> you just you just have to do it you know what I mean yeah, or, yeah. otherwise stop thinking about it that's right yeah that's that's yeah, kind of my opinion yeah 100% might be wrong but. no I, I think you're right because yeah you, just anything in life you just gotta go after it yep and don't sit still just that exactly. don't sit there and let it pass you by you know so I think that's a good way to end it right there. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thanks for jumping on the show today, guys. Always appreciate it. If you love the show, we would always be honored if you share it with one of your friends. That obviously helps us uh, spread the word and spread just quality content. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback as well. And have a great rest of your day.